You're listening to Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Ah, I thought there was going to be like a new one every break. I was so excited. You want more, Hal? We'll give you more. Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide, on Chicago's Progressive Talk, WCBT 820. Welcome back to the show. So, needless to say, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Do we have callers, Chicago? I, I forgot to check during the uh, break. Not yet. Good. Okay, cool. So, 773-763-9278 is our number. I didn't want to leave anybody hanging if I didn't know. But I, I was telling Johnny, uh, just as we were rolling in from the break, that um, as of yesterday, uh, my, uh, my part of the show, at the very least, and my regular streaming show and my house now, are completely solar. We we switched over to solar, um, and literally, we, you know, they put a different junction box on your house for the solar system and kind of, like, turn off one and turn on the other. And now, we signed up to get this done... And went through the permitting process and all that kind of stuff in the spring. And the power company, not the solar guys, but the power officials who have to sign off on stuff on behalf of the state government and all that kind of stuff, dragged it on through the summer when the sun is the most prevalent and kept us on... You know, when our power bills would be the highest because of air conditioning and other stuff. All during the summer. And then magically, right about the time it, we, it starts to cool off, you've been approved. And then they come over, clack. Like they've squeezed every last cent out of me for the, the, the summer for all the electricity I use for all the, you know, the gear I have running and just the fact that it's hot here, you know. I I found that very, very sad. Yes, Vegas does cool off. As a matter of fact, um, um, I think more, I don't know if this statistic is still true or if I'm just remembering it wrong, but supposedly more people die of hypothermia in the desert than die of uh, dehydration. I can't believe that. Because they, it's cold. The deserts get very cold. Yeah, no one expects it to be. Exactly. They're not prepared. That's right. Um. So, anyways, I I thought it was uh, you know a, a fascinating kind of like oh, it's, it's interesting that that's the day they came over and like yeah good luck congratulations like what was different from two weeks ago well the sun was out a lot and now it's yeah it gets down to what seventy yeah um, no it gets down to like in the fifties and sometimes in the forties even it's you know it's it's cold yeah at night anyways and it was beautiful yesterday yeah. it was very yeah yeah do you have a caller. We have calls. Oh, mm-hmm. excellent. Okay, cool. So, yeah, 773-763-9278. Um, who do we have first on the line? I didn't. I should have given the number. Up first out is David from San Francisco. Excellent. Hey, David, welcome. Oh, howdy, Hal. Johnny. I, you know, I saw a video recently on, uh, on the Sahara, and mm-hmm. apparently the Sahara was green for centuries, yep. maybe eons, and then within about 100 years, apparently, it went dry. And uh, I, it, it raises the issue about uh, topsoil loss. That when you start looking at the floods in America that have happened in the last few years because of climate change, right. we've lost a huge amount of topsoil. And the 
aquifers are becoming empty because mm-hmm. not only <laughs> is the water being sold, but that the uh, and the farmers are are drilling deeper and deeper just to get water to f- take care of their crops, but they're having to uh, basically use more water to get uh, crops that have less nutrition in them. Mm-hmm. So I've been calling gardening shows for the last number of weeks and asking if topsoil is a part of America's infrastructure. And uh, and so I've gotten a whole bunch of red state farm, uh, you know, farmer uh, radio mm-hmm. shows to say, of course it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been actually kind of piling on to the infrastructure bill. I just got on in Louisiana a couple of minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still, they need infrastructure, this infrastructure bill immediately. Yeah. yeah. Hurricane Ida. Right. They not only don't have electricity down there, but they they don't expect electricity for another month. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so the infrastructure of America, the architectural standards need to be changed, mm-hmm. the upgrades of uh, what we thought is normal. And I heard you talking about Chris, uh, what's it, uh, yeah, uh, cinema down yeah. there in Arizona. Right. One of, one of the big problems, uh, Arizona gets much of its water from the Colorado River, mm-hmm. and global warming is forcing the snowpack to melt early. And where it used to stick around for, you know, here in California, the snowpack used to stick around till uh, the summertime. Right. Now it's usually melting by uh, March. Mm-hmm. And in Colorado, it's the same way. So the big money people down in Arizona are realizing that the infrastructure uh, of America is dependent upon realizing that global warming is happening. Uh, you know, it's it's just a, a profound thing. So Right, but at, they also have to play uh, footsie. You know, they have to play footsie with the Republicans and the and the Trumpsters who, you know, where climate change has become a politically charged word instead of a problem we all need to solve. That there might be, by the way, cross-spectrum political solutions to scientifically, ecologically, you know, how you handle land, land management, water. You could have constructive conversations if these folks actually cared, you know, were weren't afraid of the conversation. And that's the problem that they've had in Arizona is that the, even the people who know that, the people you're talking about, they don't have the ability to like speak openly in Arizona about the problem. They have to tiptoe around it and fund little things here and support the bill and hope they don't get caught you know, in the backlash while having to give donations to people who are against it effectively to stave off accusations that they're commies who you know believe in one world government or whatever? Yeah, well, I I agree that some of them are that way. But for the last ten or more years, uh, you know, they've known. Like for example, in solar, mm-hmm. Arizona is filled with uh, sunshine, sure. and the uh, Republican legislature in Arizona was trying to make it so that anybody that sold electricity to the grid would have to pay $50 a month in order for the right to sell electricity to the grid. And it, it they know that uh, it's a stacked deck with those fools. And right. I call up Arizona stations all the time. I say it out front, you know, and they argue and hammer and haw, but the uh, in the long run, the average person is realizing it, so it's more important to get the average person to show Agreed. up to vote. Agreed. And I think that's, that is one of the aspects of the sort of the purpling of certain states does, re, you know, relate to climate and, and healthcare. The, you know, these two areas where Republicans just feel like 
you know, if you ignore it, it'll go away. And those are the two areas where Democrats have made the most inroads, especially in Western states where it's very abundant. It's super obvious that more water is needed and there isn't enough to go around. And there's a lot of expansion in those states. Um, you know, everybody talks about how like the the water level in the river that supplies um, Arizona and uh, Vegas and all this stuff is down and you can see the lines where it's down or whatever. Well, let's not forget, um, Vegas has almost tripled in size in the last 15 years as far as housing. So, um, I, yeah, it, there, there's, it's not just that the snow isn't, you know, there, it isn't just, there's, there's population, there's expansion, there's, uh, there are towns in Arizona that are like making golf courses and they're in the middle of the desert. They water golf courses. If you want to golf, go where the grass is. I don't, that's never made sense to me here. There should be another, like, it's all sand pit here. If you, if your golf ball lands here and you're not at whatever, like, uh, um, golf pro or golf and stuff or whatever the, um, there's the like place where you just go to hit like drivers. Um, if you're not doing that, yeah, practice. Yeah, practice ranges. If you're not doing that, it, it, golfing has no. It makes no sense in an environment like this. And yet they, it's you know, sure Vegas is going to have a couple because it's a huge tourist town. But there are places they're building in Arizona that are just basically small, like gated community kind of towns, and they're putting in a golf course and watering it. Um, you know, it's a, it's a waste of resources. And that's partly, that is a, a significant amount of water that is caused in the lowering of that river, you know, besides the lack of snow and the lack of rain. Um, so they're making droughts worse is essentially what it is. So, um, yeah, absolutely. You know, one, one last thing I've been leaning on the idea that, uh, you know, because the Republicans pretend that they know how to manage money. I, you know, I, I call up these right-wing shows and I say, not only do they not know how to manage money, uh, but they're actually causing the interest rates to go up. So when they were fooling around with the debt ceiling the other day, the stock market just about crashed, yep. and it was because America was starting to look like a deadbeat because of the Republicans. And when you start looking at the infrastructure bill, interest rates were extremely low about a month ago, and the infrastructure bill could have been tripled, uh, and mm-hmm. we America could have rebuilt itself with extremely low interest rates, right. but the Republicans screwing around have jacked up the interest rate so that it becomes more untenable. More expensive, yeah. And so the more they screw around, they, the more they jack up the interest rates and we can get less done. That's right. I mean, and this goes back to when um, oil was negative $32 a barrel. Seems to me would have been a key time yeah. for, for Trump to fill the, the uh, you know, our our national supply, like yeah, re- the national tip. reserve. Yeah, right. fill yeah. up the reserves entirely because countries were paying you to get rid of it. And he didn't. He waited till the price was back to normal. I mean, that would be the first thing you would act on. If you knew this was a problem, because they knew it was coming for a week, and you knew it was below that, you know, we've all seen trading places. You know, you, that's the moment you just, you know, buying at 232, like that was it. And where they, everything's coming in. That's, that's what they could have done. He absolutely had every, there was every, he had the means and wherewithal to do it. Countries were looking for places. There were tankers floating around the ocean with nowhere to go. And we could have taken it all for neck. We could have literally supplied the entire country with free gasoline during the pandemic. 
in the same way that he sold the largest order of corn, uh, corn and soybeans to the Chinese in the middle of last summer when Americans were in food lines. And it wasn't a life change. Yeah. It was $10 billion. It was not a life changing number for the United States at all. Meaningless, meaningless amount of money compared to the need in the country. We had more than $10 billion worth of hunger in this country at that point. And, and the idea yeah, that we would, need to look at this as, well, to look at it as an investment, investing yes. in America right. instead of being a skinflint. Mm-hmm. It's the difference between a slumlord and a good property manager. Well, I would argue, and, and we got to hit, we got to take a break and I appreciate the call, but I, I, I would argue right there, that yeah. Democrats take it like they, we look at America at like it's a house we have a mortgage on. We need to keep it up and we need to pay the mortgage. Republicans act like renters and they can't wait for the day they can cash out and move to the Caymans. We'll be back. Welcome back to the House Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. It's now time for the happy ending. I am happy, you are happy. Let us be happy together, whether the weather is cloudy or sunny. I will always be a funny honey bunny. I am lucky, you are lucky. Let us get lucky together, whether the weather is cloudy or breezy. I'll be there to say, hey, come on, let's take it easy. Because isn't it nice to have the friends that you do? And isn't it nice that the sky is so blue? And isn't it nice to say I love you, chugga chugga choo choo woo? I am smiling, you are smiling, let us smile together, whether the weather is cloudy or stormy, I will still be there in the morning, I'll be right by your side in the morning, I'll make you breakfast in the morning, I hope that you like cereal. Yay! Yay. Uh, I mean, it's, it, this week with, it, it's a, this is a news heavy week anyways, I have to say. But I, Terrell. you know, there are moments, and this kind of speaks to our last caller's uh, thoughts, oh my gosh. So uh, I, I retweeted this at Hal Sparks. Just follow me there if you've missed it. But Madison Cawthorn, our favorite tree-punching representative from, where is he from? What's this? Is it, it's one of the Carolinas, isn't it? Uh, yeah, North Carolina, the 11th district. Um, oh is there a difference, really? I'm kidding. The, um, he actually tweeted out these words. W- wait for it. Oh, God. Why do we not use cryptocurrency as the new gold standard? Question mark. He actually tweeted that out. He actually, he, he, the gold, gold standard. Now understand all the rigmarole and, and phony baloney you've heard about our, our, Currency is just paper. It's not even based on anything anymore. The, all the gold in Fort Knox is gone. What does it even mean? It's just people. These are pictures on paper. I, you might as well be handing out Xerox copies of your birthday cards. This is stupid. This doesn't. This isn't real. Gold is real money. Because apparently uh, we're all going to go back to like pre-Phoenician, uh, pre-Egyptian like feral like living where the only way your family could survive is to bring some of the pretty shiny rock to the crazy dude who's inbred and runs your country right that's the that's that's what the gold standard was for uh, you could yeah. it was it was pretty and you could beat it into something wearable because of its pliability it's not magic it doesn't cure anything you need it in some cases for uh, for circuit boards, you know, that's becoming more useful over time, but not in any major way. You know, you 
and yet Pretty Rock has been the the standard on the right wing. And I mean, I've seen a bunch of like left wing talkers do those gold ads. Oh my God, the end of the world. Oh my God. Boy, for real? Yeah. Tom Hartman does gold ads. Did for a long time. I don't know if he still does. Dang. Along with his super, uh, super beats and whatever. Um, lots of people do, you know, the, the gold ads. And, and they want people, people are buying shares. This is so funny. So uh, I want gold because it's real money. So I'm buying shares of of gold that is supposedly sitting better, sitting somewhere else. Yes, it's never been a better time to buy gold. They all say that, and they've been saying that for ten years. Like every ad I've heard in the last ten years, they all say the same thing. It's never been a better time to buy gold. Well, then there was then there's never a good time to buy gold because it doesn't get any better, and it's just a pretty rock. I look, it's nice. I appreciate this. Yes, I know that there's. Uh, only enough gold in the world to fill like one Olympic sized swimming pool or something nonsensical like that. So what? You know what I mean? It's I feel the same way about gold that I feel about uh, the deadliest catch. I think it's dumb. Th- look, these people are risking their lives for king crab legs. N- they didn't find some algae at the bottom of the ocean that cures cancer. And so they're going out into these horrible storms and they set these nets and they fight off these sea monsters and some people fall overboard just so they could swim back with a with two cupped hands full of this green substance that if you rub it on your cancer, it goes away. They're not. They're risking their lives so that rich people can crack open an, a, a piece of exoskeleton Take a bite out of something on... This one doesn't have much in it. Anyway, Sam, what I was saying was... You know what I mean? Like, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. People have died so you can go, there's not much in this one. You know what I mean? Come on. So, gold is the same way. Like, you want to know the value of gold? Toss a brick of it to a drowning man. Uh, (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah? See what I'm saying? All right. Um... I mean, think about the people who've drowned in history trying to swim to the surface with a bag of gold. I mean, honestly, there has to be hundreds over the course of human history, piracy and whatnot. There has to be hundreds sure. of people who just morons holding on to a bag of gold at the bottom of the ocean, just yanking on the, just like, I can do it, you know, just drowning in the seabed because they refuse to go up. It's silly. And it's a pretty rock. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. If you want to use it as your, your standard for money, I guess knock yourself out, but it it only has the meaning people give it, right? If people just decided tomorrow that like, yeah, gold's yesterday's news, then it's worthless in that regard. Just just because there isn't much of it, you know? Anyway, so, uh, yes, gold press latinum. (laughs) Um, So, but again... At least in that stupid argument, you can eat a king crab leg and you can hold a gold bar, a gold coin, and you can make that case. There's some nourishment in this ridiculous food that people are dying for. And there's some value in just physical. You you at least have a paperweight. Cryptocurrency (laughs) exists entirely in the digital realm and will never have a physical representative. And if it does, that physical representative will be useless the second it's physical. 
because the whole point is being able it's to move it around. Crypto. Right. You'll have to trade it back into its digital form to use it. Mm-hmm. In which case, what difference is it than any other currency? Now, the U.S. economy and the U.S. dollar is based on, not on gold, but on the productivity, ingenuity, and, and creation of the uh, of every part of the U.S. economy. The citizens themselves and the businesses they run, all that stuff. You work, you produce things, and that's a marketable thing that actually adds value to other people's lives. And the, and the currency is based on it. That's, that's value. That's the actual value of it. And does it fluctuate with a little bit of production? Absolutely. But it exists. It is a genuine thing. It is, we, it, the country is a genuine thing. The, gen, the country's not going anywhere. And it's a lot less rare in some ways than gold is, I suppose. But the, the essence of the whole thing is that, that, that betting on gold is dumb in and of itself, in my opinion. This is not financial advice. I don't know anything about that kind of like that. That it just seems ridiculous. But the idea that you're going to make the new solid thing I can hold in my hand to shore up the 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 currency a thing you can't hold in your hand is the is the essence of Republican stupidity. Um. Uh, somebody's asking me, do you think Dems can keep the Georgia, keep Georgia or states like Georgia with their new voting bill, literally giving the state legislators power to overthrow our vote? Uh, legally, they don't have the right to do that. They can pick different electors. They can only say that there were shenanigans, but they would have to prove those shenanigans to have their state's votes certified. And if they don't certify their state's votes or try to branch off, then they would lose federal funds and all kinds of stuff like that. So, mm. yes, it's ugly and bad. And yes, they'll try to get some friendlies in there. But the you know, we, it's our job to overwhelm them beyond the margins. Again, we, we can't act like we own the place if we're 50, 50 in the Senate. We got to We got work to do. We got people to convince, not yell at. I I'm sorry to tell everybody that, but that's just the reality because our ideas are better for them and are healthier and, and still, you still have market economies. You still have healthcare. You still have, you know, the ability, freedom, you know, and and yeah. um and the ones that want to take it away are, of course, the the Republicans. Every time you turn around, take a choice away, take a freedom away, freedom for for me and not for thee, all the time. So this is um this is going to be an ongoing issue with the Republicans because how do you run for something you don't office wise that you believe is shouldn't exist? Right, that's the essence of republicanism right now. That they don't believe democracy should actually exist. They are Republicans. They are not. They believe in a constitutional republic, not an individual one man one vote concept. Democrats. Yeah, do. they can't. They can't afford to leave it up to the people, and because they'll never win, and they know that they will never ever. Um, but uh, the important thing we need to remember is that we just have to any rule they come up with, we have to meet it within it and overwhelm it because if we can't pass out water uh, it, while people wait in line um we could sure as heck place it nearby with no signs or stuff on and go you're welcome to that if you want or give it to the facility and let the volunteers pass it out so it's not coming from an individual or campaign easy that's within the law you can do that mail-in registry gets harder we're gonna do that we gotta go i'm out okay sorry bye i ran out of time we will win
That's it. Happy ending.